Paul is writing his final letter that we know of to Timothy. He knows his ministry is coming to an end. And in verse number 6, as he finishes this letter to Timothy, he said, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Father, we pray that you'll bless the message and the time spent together this afternoon around your word. I pray that you would use it to strengthen us, to be steadfast, to be faithful in serving. And Father, may you allow us the privilege to get to the end of our lives and say that we have finished our course. May we finish well, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to deal with the topic this afternoon of how to be faithful to the end. How to be faithful to the end. A lot of times when we talk about being steadfast and unmovable, we talk about uh, examples of faithfulness in Scripture. And yet, are there some keys, are there some things that God has uh, given us in Scripture that will help us to be faithful? I, I don't know about you, but I'd love to get to the end of my life and to be able to say, as Paul did, I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Uh, I tell older men in the ministry, oftentimes, uh, especially if I've known them for a period of time, uh, I always give them. I always thank them for the blessing that they've been in my life, and the reason is uh, I see men that, whether we agree in every point or not, they've been faithful. And the faithfulness, I, I tell them all the time. I said it does me as a younger preacher to see men that are finishing well. And that's something that in the day and age we live doesn't always happen. We we can't take that for granted that. Every person that serves in ministry will finish well. I've, I've met numbers of people in my lifetime that used to be on fire for God and serving God with their lives, that now they're not doing anything. Many of them don't even attend church anymore. I'll be real frank with you, and I think many of us in this room could even give testimony of this fact, that there have been even times in our lives where the temptation to say, I'm just done with it all, is there. And we get to a crossroads and I believe that those are times where uh, God has allowed us to be tested, the trying of our faith, to see if we're willing to be faithful to Him. And uh, I, I wish I could say that in every case I've passed that test. But the truth of the matter is there have been far too many times that I was not as faithful as I should have been to Him. And oftentimes I think that becomes a great battle in our lives. Am I going to be faithful today? And really, that's what it amounts to, is daily coming to a, a decision. <clears throat> Am I going to be faithful today? Years ago, a fellow had come to our church, and uh, he and his family were very, very involved. And uh, I don't know what happened. I was a younger younger kid, probably eight, nine years old. But I remember them being in our church, and uh, I liked them, and they were they were good folks. And they left our church for some reason and never never saw them for probably... I don't know, maybe 15, 18 years it probably was before I saw them again. And one day they came and they visited our church again. And I remembered them. I knew who they were as soon as they walked in. And they started coming back to church. And uh, before long, uh, about four or five Sundays later, they joined the church again and became active in our church. And I, at the time, I was leading our music in the church. And um, uh, they wanted to join the choir. And so they got very involved in the choir and 
they were there for a couple of years. And one day I was back in the choir loft. We were before choir practice, and I was talking with the, the husband, the dad of the, the family. And um, he was sharing with me a little bit. He said, you know, we were away from the Lord for a number of years. We, we got upset about some things that, that really weren't, uh, we, we, we thought were a big issue back then. They really weren't. And uh, But he said we thought they were at the time, and we quit church, and we quit going to church. And he said those were some of the darkest years of our lives. He said now that we're back in church again, God's just been so good. And, and he said we've been here now a couple years. And he made this statement, and I remember when he said it. He said, you don't ever have to worry about us ever again. We've been there, and we know that that's not the answer. We're here for good now. And sadly, as soon as he said it, I thought, boy, what a dangerous, dangerous attitude. But for the grace of God, that could happen to any one of us sitting here today. And it wasn't but just about six months later, sure enough, something didn't sit right with them. And they left our church again. And as far as I know to this day, still do not attend church. What a, what a travesty. I, I would look at that family and I would say that it would be easy to say, and I think with, with sincerity, they would easily say that their desire was to be faithful, no matter what. Their desire was to be faithful. I, I, I wouldn't doubt that. Their sincerity in saying these things, I think, were, was, was there. I truly believe that when the fellow said this, that he honestly believed, you never will have to worry about this ever again. The truth of the matter is, we all come to a crossroads. We all come to a point. And I think that there are some things that the Bible gives us to help us remain faithful. And I think that the key to being faithful, and this is, this is going to sound, uh, till, till we get into it, bear with me, okay? But I think that the key to being faithful is to be thankful. When we begin to get disgruntled, when we begin to get discontent, we begin to gripe and complain, and we are not thankful for some things, then our faithfulness begins to lack. And so I, I want us to look at some things here that I think the Bible teaches. We're going to look at some here in this passage. We'll look at some other passages as well. Some areas that I think the Bible teaches we are to be thankful for that will help us to be faithful. Number one... I think that we need to be thankful for God's calling on our life. Look with me at the verse we just read here just a moment ago. Or I'm sorry, 1 Timothy chapter number 1. Excuse me. 1 Timothy chapter number 1 and verse number 12. Paul says this, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who, has an, who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful. Notice this phrase, putting me in the ministry. Paul says, I am thankful for this. Now, the day that we begin to become unthankful for being able to serve God is the day that our faithfulness begins to dwindle. As long as we can remain thankful and say, Lord, I'm thankful that you've put me in the ministry. Instead of, Lord, I'm grudgingly going to obey, but I really don't want to be here. (laughs) We all understand where I'm coming from here. In other words, Paul was saying, I got to a place where ministry was something that I counted a privilege. I thought, Lord, you put me here. This is a privilege. Thank you for that. And that's what Paul says here. 
He says, I thank my God, or I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. Can I tell you this? We need to be thankful that God has given every single one of us a calling to go into all this world and preach the gospel to every creature. We ought to be thankful for the fact that he has said, I want you to do my work. God could have used anything he created to accomplish his work, but he chooses to use you and I. And sometimes we, we get in our churches, and I've seen preachers do this, and they guilt trip people. They, they, they put guilt on you about you need to serve God, and if you don't, this is going to happen, and that's going to happen. And they put guilt on you and guilt on you, and if you don't serve God, you're not a good Christian. Can I tell you this? That all may be true. I don't know. But one thing I do know is when I began to serve the Lord, not because I had to, but because I, was, I, I, I thought, well, what a privilege it is, I began to serve Him because I loved Him, not because I had to. All of a sudden, my, my service for God became different. I'll be real frank with you. I can endure a lot more trials in serving when I'm serving out of love than I can when I feel like I'm serving out of duty. We need to learn to be thankful for the calling that God has given to us. It is a privilege. Paul thought it was a great privilege that God would count him worthy, count him faithful. And put him in the ministry. And Paul said, I give thanks for that. Number two, he says in verse number 12 also, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who hath enabled me. I've heard people say, uh, you know, I would do that for the Lord, but I just don't know that I can do that. I was talking to, to some folks just this last week. God has such a sense of humor, I think, in some cases when it comes to our service for him. He chooses to use our weaknesses often to do His work. If you notice that, in fact, the Bible even tells us that, that not many uh, mighty are chosen, but God chooses the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And I think that the reason that He does, I believe the way the Bible teaches this, is so that when the work is done, there is no chance at all of us saying, we did it. God did it because we understand the weakness. And I was telling somebody this week, I am one of the most introvertish people you have ever met. And I mean literally. I would, I would freeze. I mean literally freeze in front of strangers when I was a teenager. I didn't want to move. I, I felt like if I don't move, they won't see me. And uh, I didn't want to talk to them. I didn't want to make eye contact with them. And literally, I would freeze. And I did not want to. My thought was when I was a junior in high school, if I could move up to a mountain somewhere, get me a little log cabin and a dog and live off the land and never see another soul in my entire life, I'd be a happy camper. That was my idea of life. And then God says, no, I want you to preach. I want you to get up in, uh, in front of a bunch of people and talk to them. And I thought, oh, my, are you really sure about this, God? And, and I mean, God and I went around and around for several months before I finally said yes to him. Can I tell you this? It has been one of the great joys of my life to see God enable me to do things that I knew I could not do. And I tell you, I'm thankful for that. We need to be thankful for God's enabling. I heard somebody say years ago, God doesn't call you to do something that he won't enable you to do it. If God did not give us the might and the power and the strength of the Holy Spirit to accomplish the work of the Great Commission, He would have never given it to us to begin with. We need to be thankful for the enabling. 
the Holy Spirit of God in our lives. And by the way, when we're thankful for those things, it helps us be faithful to them. It helps us to say, you know what, because I understand that I can't do it, but that He can enable me to do it. It helps me be more faithful. I don't think I can do it, but I'll roll my sleeves up and I'll trust Him to do the work. Oh, that we would learn to be thankful for these things. Number three, look with me if you will in 2 Corinthians chapter number 9. 2 Corinthians chapter number 9. Second Corinthians chapter number 9, verse number 15. Paul writes, Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. Can I tell you this? When we think of the gift that God has given to us, the fact that He's given us salvation, the fact that He has allowed us to escape the payment for our sin, can I tell you this? It causes us to love Him so much that it's easier to be faithful to Him, isn't it? You ever get to a point of discouragement and just want to throw your hands up and say, I'm done with it all, and then you start thinking about what God has done to you? The fact that He sent His Son to die on the cross for our sin, we begin thinking on that. We begin thinking about the fact that He took our sin debt on Him. And man, our hearts begin to swell. And it begins to get excited. We begin to think about all the things that God has done in our lives. His unspeakable gift. The Bible tells us that Paul gives thanks for this. Can I tell you this? When we remember what God has done for us, it's not hard to remain faithful. We get to that point where we say, boy, I'll tell you, if, 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 if I get to the place where I'm wanting to decide whether I'm going to keep on serving God or I'm going to quit serving God, it doesn't take very long thinking about what God has done for me realize, no, I want to keep on serving Him. There was a point in my life a number of years ago, I remember sitting in the chair in the living room. I remember having the discussion with God. And uh, aren't you glad? Aren't you glad for God being patient with us? Aren't you glad for that? Oh, I'm going to tell you. I was sitting there one night. And I had, I had been in ministry for a number of years, and I remember the night I said it. I said, Lord, after all that I have done for you, and this is what you allow to happen in my life, and oh my, I mean, it wasn't even a second later, the conviction of God came on my heart. And I thought, how arrogant of me. How prideful, how boastful to think that God owed me something because of all that I had done for Him. No, when I look at His unspeakable gift, it humbles me. There's no merit that I have. There's nothing good. I could take all the years of serving God, all of them, and hold them up against my salvation. And can I tell you this? It would not even come close to scratching the surface of me deserving it. We began to get thankful for His unspeakable gift. It helps us to remain faithful, doesn't it? Oh, the love, the Bible, or the song I wrote that drew salvation's plan. Oh, the grace 
that brought it down to man. Oh, the mighty gulf that God did span at Calvary. Mercy there was great and grace was free. Pardon there was multiplied to me. There my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary. You cannot put a price on that. There's not enough work. There's not enough labor. There's not enough service that I could ever do to God to say, Lord, you owe that to me. So it helps us to remain faithful when we thank Him often for His unspeakable gift. Look with me in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 1. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 1. Verse number 2. Let's start in verse number 1. Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus under the church of the Thessalonians, which is in God the Father and in the Lord Jesus Christ, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God always. Notice this. For you all, making mention of you in our prayers. Can I tell you this? We need to be thankful for the fruit that God chooses to bear through our ministries. We need to be thankful for it. I don't know about you, but it doesn't take a whole lot of time of seeing somebody bow their head and trust Christ as their Savior to serve as an excitement to keep us motivated to be faithful. When we begin to thank God for the fruit that He has given us in our lives. Look with me in chapter number 3, same book here. Chapter number 3, look again at verse number 9 as Paul speaks of this to the church at Thessalonica. He says, For what thanks can we render to God again for you, for all the joy wherewith we joy for your sakes before God? You know what the great thrill of the Apostle Paul's heart was? The souls that God had changed under his ministry. The fruit that God had chosen to give. You want to know the secret to faithfulness? We need to be thankful for the fruit that God gives. Boy, talk about a motivator. Talk about something that will help us to remain faithful. We get grateful for the fruit that God allows us to bear. You ever thought about this? God does not have to use us. I heard, I heard a fellow, I'm, I'm just going to tell you. Jesse Duplantis. I heard him talk one time about uh, going to heaven and him and God walking arm in arm. <clears throat> and somebody asked him in a question and answer session, said, Jesse, why did you come back? That was a question I had. If I went to heaven, I'll be real frank with you. I would not want to come back. I don't care how much, I don't care how much there's things here that I love and I like. Heaven is so much different than this, so much better. Why in the world anybody would want to come back here after going to heaven, I don't know. And somebody raised their hand and said, Jesse, why did you come back? And you know what his answer was? He said, I asked Jesus that, and Jesus said, Jesse, I need you to do my work. And I thought as soon as he said it, how blasphemous to limit God's power and ability to something so small as to think that if God did not have me, His work wouldn't get done. How arrogant. It's interesting to me that God chooses to use us. He does not have to. Look with me in 1 Thessalonians chapter number four, chapter number 1, verse number 4. Notice this. 
1 Thessalonians chapter number 1. And I wrote the wrong verse down. I've gone a long time without doing that. Give me just a minute. I may not have it. Anyway, I'll give you the, I'll give you the point and then I'll give you the reference later. We need to be thankful for God's grace. God's grace in our lives. The unmerited favor. I, was, I saw a, a saying this week, I think it was, that talks about people love grace except when it comes time to give it. We love grace when we're on the receiving end of it. We just don't like to give it as much as we should. Can I tell you this? When we begin to thank God for His grace in our lives, it helps us stay more faithful. We begin to thank God for the calling that He's put on our lives, the fact that He enables us, <clears throat> the fact that He's given us this unspeakable gift of salvation, that He produces fruit in us and the joy that comes with producing fruit and seeing fruit for our labor, the fact that He gives grace to us. And then lastly, Romans chapter number 1 and verse number 8. Romans chapter number 1. Paul writes this, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. You know, the Bible teaches us that God is the one that gives us the faith that we have. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the what? Word of God. We need to thank Him for the faith that we do have. To ask Him to continue to work on us to build that faith, to try that faith, that it can grow. There are several things I think that if we could learn to be thankful for them, to recognize them, to think of them often, it would go a long way to help us remain faithful. We need to thank God for the calling on our lives. We need to thank God for His enabling work, His strength, His might, His power enabling us. We need to thank Him for His unspeakable gift. We need to thank Him for the fruit that He enables us to bear. We need to thank Him for the grace that He gives to each and every one of us. And we need to thank Him for the faith that He has instilled in our hearts. And can I tell you this, that may not be an exhaustive list. There may be many, many more yet. But can I tell you this, that I believe that one of the keys, if not the most important key, to faithfulness is thankfulness. When we get discontent, when we begin to gripe and grumble and complain, that's when our faithfulness begins to dwindle. When we begin to thank God for all of these things, it helps us to stay faithful. And uh, we'll go ahead and finish there for the day. I do want to make one quick announcement. We do. We mentioned this in Sunday school today. We're working on our missions program. And uh, Lord willing, we'll have some displays up here in the next week or so. But I do have some prayer cards down here for the Hiltabittle family. They are our missionaries to Romania. And if some of you would like to get one of those cards and find a way either this week or next week to contact them, uh, I would recommend probably by email first um, because they're on the other side of the world and you don't want to call them at like 3 o'clock in the morning their time. Uh, but find out what would be a convenient time for you to call maybe if you want to call 
and their phone number's there as well. You can call them and uh, want to encourage you to uh, get in touch with them, uh, learn a little bit about them, talk with them more than just, hey, how you doing? Uh, you know, find out about their kids, you know, how many kids do you have, how old are they, what are their names, your wife, uh, you know, maybe some things about their ministry, how are things going, are there any needs or burdens that you have that we can be praying for. And if some of you all will get some of that information uh, on, uh, and I don't all of you do it the same, <laughs> they may be bombarded with 20 calls by Wednesday, but if one or two of you would do that at least this week, maybe a couple more next week, um, then uh, maybe in Wednesday night, and I'll have some more prayer cards out by next Sunday for some of our other missionaries. Uh, on Wednesday, if you want to give a 60-second report, Miss Kim, maybe 90 seconds. Okay, we'll give you that extra 30. Okay. <laughs> hey, you, you heard her say that, so we're going to open the trap door and turn the microphone off at that. <laughs> so... There you go. But uh, we do want to let you guys uh, give an opportunity to give a report and let our church know a little bit about maybe what you found out and how things are going with them. And I'll have some more cards out next Sunday. I apologize we didn't get more out by this week. We just had a, a busy two weeks with everybody being sick and trying to run around and keep everybody taken care of and doing what we were doing there. So um, anyway, those are here if you want to make good use of those. All right? Let's stand together and we'll be dismissed in prayer. Father, we're so thankful for your word. How it guides and directs us, how it instructs us. Lord, I pray that you would help us to be faithful. I don't think there's one of us in this room today or those that are listening online that would say uh, they would not want to be faithful. I think our heart's desire is that we would be faithful to the end, that we would finish our course. We would learn to finish well. And Lord, may you help us to understand the, the dynamic and the, the ties between our thankfulness and our faithfulness. And so, Father, may we be grateful that you've counted us worthy, that you've put us into ministry, and that we would be able to serve faithfully because of the gratitude that we have for you. Bless as we're dismissed from this uh, meeting this afternoon. Encourage those not able to be with us here and, and those still recovering. Strengthen them, we pray, and bring them back to us shortly. In Jesus' name, amen.